Hi and welcome to another edition of the Two Dogs Podcast. My name's Kevin Hillier. Uh, this is where Bulldogs fans get to hear uh, some behind the scenes and uh, inside the club tales from a couple of former players. And today you're going to meet in this episode two players, unfortunately, whose careers weren't long careers, but they certainly made an impact and uh, certainly very popular members of the past players as they are now. Uh, and both walk away with a premiership in hand, one a VFL premiership, one an AFL premiership. Uh, between them, uh, not quite made it to the 100-game mark uh, and uh, just made it to the 100-goal mark between the two of them. 55 games and 43 goals and an AFL premiership for Clay Smith and 36 games, 57 goals and a VFL premiership for Jack Redpath. So uh, on behalf of the Past Players and Officials Association, welcome aboard, boys, and thanks for joining us on the Two Dogs podcast. Tell us about life post, uh, you know, what life is in uh, in 2021. Uh, start us off, Jack. So obviously you've got a, you've got a five-week-old bub. Uh, boy, what's yeah, his name? Yeah, so Riker, Riker Job, Redpath. Yeah, it's been a pretty wild, wild year. I mean, after all the shit we went through last year with COVID and that, and then I think we both decided that it was probably the best time to do it then. And Literally. Yeah, so I ended up having I had three weeks off work, just going back to work last few weeks. It's been real good, mate. Excellent. Now, Dad, tell us about work. Are you back in the building game? I am, yeah. So I'm, um, I'm a carpenter. I was, I was in a management role last year in the city as a foreman, and, and now I'm, I've gone back to, to what I always did, which was you know building houses, doing some commercial stuff. And I'm actually doing going to back at school two nights a week doing my builder's registration to be a registered builder. So hopefully I'll be a registered builder by about December. Beautiful. Now, you were, you were a qualified chippy before you came down to the doggies, weren't you? I was, yeah, I was qualified at qualified at nineteen. So it's probably a little bit early to be honest. I probably didn't yeah. learn anything for the first two years being fifteen and sixteen. But um yeah, I was. I was yeah, I was qualified for yeah, almost two years before I started playing with the dogs. And Clay, what's uh, what's twenty twenty one life for you? Um, I've been pretty lucky during all the COVID shit. I um we we didn't stop work the whole time. Spent on a big government job doing the tunnels, so Probably um, count me lucky stars doing that because otherwise it would have probably went crazy again. Um, make make it some money, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't do too well um, sitting in my own space with nothing to do. I sort of have a lot of energy and I've got to burn most of it every day. So work's probably a blessing for me. So what is your but, actual job, Clay? So I'm still fixing. We got four of the major tunnel sites in Melbourne for the underground metro tunnel. So been at um, Anzac Station for the last eighteen months building that. We've still got probably another six months there. and So, yeah, that's been flat out. We're doing six days, 10 hour days, Monday to Friday, six on a Saturday. Yep. All right. And what, take home, what, four or five grand probably? <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> so, um, no, nah, doing that. And then got over my, uh, I don't know, I guess not being able to play stage of playing footy and miss footy that much and decided to take up coaching. So, we um, ended up jumping into that down at Willie T. Wise this year, which has been awesome. All right, well, take us through that, and then we'll talk to Jack about his Deer Park experiences. Um, uh, so how did you get to Willie C. Wise, and why why Willie C. Wise in the in the MOs? When I was training for my uh, boxing fight at the start of the year, I was just been doing some riding and stuff, and um, Brent Swayze, who's um, involved down at Williamstown, the VFL, um, did a couple of rides with him and sort of just spoke about wanting to get back involved in some way I wasn't looking at a full-time sort of gig, more just sort of getting involved and seeing what it was like being a coach. And he uh, passed my number on to Matt Montevallo, who's a coach then at Louis C. Wise. Yep. He lost the forward line and um, midfield coach and 
gave me a message and said if you're keen to have a chat and first chat he said you want to be mid coach or fourth coach and I said oh Jesus I don't know if I was going to do that but <laughs> I, um, I went down to the first couple of training sessions and I loved it just being back involved with a footy club and a group of boys like I, I, I missed that a lot and so I just stuffed it I said I'll jump head first and yeah, it's been the best thing for me I, I leave at work early on Tuesday Thursday and Saturday just to, to get involved and but I've got something that I actually enjoy. It's not just working yep. quite out and not doing anything. So, yeah, I've definitely got my life back for footy and, and probably just training them boys and helping them get better. And, well, like every now and then, I jump on the track for half an hour of Tuesday or Thursday when the body lets me, which is probably once every three weeks. <laughs> and then I'll pay for it for the next three days. But that's not too bad. So the thought of a comeback quickly gets shelved? Oh, yeah, the boys say to me, like, oh, yeah, you're moving all right. I said, yeah, wait till I get home at 8.30 at night and I can't move. And <laughs> yeah, not good. What about you with uh, Deer Park, uh, Jack, when you left the doggies? Is, is that where you went straight away or did you, didn't you yeah, go somewhere well, no, first? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I pretty much planned that. I played with a good fella out there, James Condor. Yeah. Um, he, was a, he was a rookie at the dogs early, early 2000. Yep. Um, yeah, so I, I linked up with Jimmy and went out there and it was, I loved it. It was awesome. Like, my body, my body, similar to Clay, like my knees and hips are, and no good at all. Um, My hip's fine now, Jack. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have the hip resurfacing done. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm getting mine done in October. Yeah. Yeah, no, mate, I love it. We won the granny. Like, they've won seven in a row now. So, they're ranked the, the best Metro club uh, in Victoria ever. Probably, I'm, pre- I'm pretty much similar to Clay. Like, I, I had two years off from the 19 granny because of COVID. And then once it opened back up this year, I just I just miss, miss getting around the boys on the weekend, having a few beers after the game. So, Played, felt all right, uh, and then Monday, I have, I'm, I'm struggling to walk still. Give us the medical report, because there's six knee reconstructions between the two of you, which is quite unbelievable. I mean, Jack, you had two before you even came to the doggies, and then you had another one. I yeah. Think, was it this? So did, you, you, did you do your knee the same day or the same game that Mitch Wallace broke his leg? I did, yeah. Yeah. Yep, against him, Yeah. So how's the body these days? How are the knees? You mentioned they're going to get the hip done, but uh, what? and you broke an arm at one stage too, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I've done my arms. I, I think I, I think in the, in the in the seven or eight years I was there, I think I had nine to ten surgeries. Jeez. Um, I think I've had five surgeries on the one knee. I've had two Ricos and three scopes. So my knee, my, my hips buggered, but I know I've got to get I've got to get a resurfacing, which is essentially a replacement, which is fine, whatever. But my knee is just I don't know. It's weird. It's probably the same as Clay. Like some days they feel good for two hours, and then other days you wake up and. It just aches. Like, it's probably arthritis and stuff. But, yep. I mean, the way the medical medical dudes are these days, hopefully in five years they can replace that as well. Yeah. What about you, Clay? Where has the, has the – you mentioned, you know, you struggle when you do do something, but how is it from normal oh, yeah. day to day stuff? Well, mine was mainly just my knee playing days. That's what made me retire and not be able to play. I had three Ricos and three clean-outs on the same side. My left one's perfect, but it's just the right one. And then day-to-day – I have good days and bad days, like Jack said. Like some days it, it feels okay, and then some days she locks up, she's full of fluid. But then I, I'll bet a year ago, I was seeing Sarah after working with me, and, and sort of my hips started playing up, and that, like, that gives me more grief than my knee these days. Hips, like, and hips are nasty, mate. Like, I I'm struggling to sit in my car. Mate, I can't, put me, I can't put my left sock on. Yeah, I haven't put socks on for about two years. Yeah, it's like, it's just, it's, I have no range of movement in my left hip. Like, it's shocking. But yeah, I've got arthritis in my right knee now, and then I've got to have my hip resurfaced on my left. 
So the body's first shot, to be honest. I'm 28, and I feel about 40. We'll get him fixed up at one stage. Well, Youngie said when he had his um, knee replacement done, he started running again. So as soon yeah. as they told me I could get mine done, I reckon I'm going to get it done. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> do you look back? I mean, do you both look back on your on your days, uh, you know, at the elite level as, as an enjoyable experience? Yeah, bloody ace, right. Yeah, I got to live out my childhood dream for seven years. I spent half it on the sideline, but I think if I didn't get to play in the grand final, I probably would have looked back on it a little bit differently. Yeah, but getting that um, after three knees, like I didn't think I was going to play again, I'd definitely go out. Like even if I didn't, I'd, I'd, I'd still look back on the time with the boys I played with and the times I had. But no, nah, I would. Um, I'd do it all over again for the same result. Yeah, Jack, what about you? Yeah, mate, I loved it. Like for me, it was. It was different. It didn't matter. A lot of people find it weird how I am about the whole grand final thing, but it doesn't bother me one single bit. I mean, the way I see it is that I was I worked for almost six years as a full time uh, carpenter before I started playing footy, so I knew what the real world was all about. So um, I felt like every day at the club, every day I was playing footy was it was almost like a holiday to be honest. Like even at the end when I was thinking about retiring, I was still enjoying my time there, but I just knew that um, I couldn't do another full year on the sideline. There was no point. It was kind of like, what do I do? Do I go back to do the trade that I'm going to do for the next 30 years or do I potentially try and play again, bugger my body even more and maybe not enjoy it as much? Like I sort of left when, um, you know, I, I was still enjoying it. Uh, I love the club and, and, yeah, but I look back at it, mate. It was almost like a seven-year holiday. Yeah. It's like the best job in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Did that make it harder to retire, Jack, or did that make it easier that you'd had you had the pre-life and then you had you know you knew what you're going to pretty much be doing after you finished as well, which a lot of blokes don't know. No, I think it, for me it made it ten times easier. Like I probably thought about leaving at other stages, as in not once once Bevo was there, definitely not because I loved it, loved the way he coached, got along with him really well, but. Yeah, before that, when Macca was there, I didn't enjoy it much at all. Like, you know, I was a rookie. I probably wasn't playing well. Um, didn't really like the way he sort of went about it. Um, I was getting a bit bored of it sort of thing. It was it was kind of like, is this really, really what it is? And then Bevo come along and it was like, wow, no, this is what it's like. You know, 2015, and then everyone knows what happened sort of after that. Yep. I felt really lucky that, um, you know, I was able to be there for that. And then coming to the end of that, at I think it was yeah, 2018 when I when I had the chance to make the decision. It was it was quite an easy transition. I, you know, I felt like I'd sort of done as much as I, as I could um, with what I was given, and um, yeah, go back, throw the nail bag on, and start building houses again. Yeah. What about you, Clay? Was it different? Was it was it sort of a bit harder because you did you really didn't know what you were going to do? Uh, yeah, well, I, I knew the year that I did retire. I, I probably knew I, I was screwed two or three months before I made the call. I literally were up in Mooloola Bar. I was probably the fittest I've ever been. Bevo sort of put it on me. To get fitter, I come back flying and in Mooloola Bar, I tweaked my knee again and they told me it was going to be two weeks. I'll be back on the main training track and I spent the next six months and I didn't do a main session ever again. Um, Jeez. And it was sort of just built up to try and get back and I'd sort of get to that last training session where I had to tick off 14Ks on a Saturday and get through six or eight at full speed and agility and it, it just get that sore and I was never telling them how bad it was because I wanted to get back and so I, I probably knew that I, I was I was screwed for a little while and I tried to push through it hoping it would get better and 
And they sort of said to me, they said, like, it, it's probably not going to get any better, but if you want to keep trying, we're going to keep trying. And I did that for another couple of months. And I remember walking off the track in tears and I just said to Woody, I said, no, mate, I said, I'm done. I said, it was mentally beating me up more than what it was because like, I knew my body wasn't going to get there again. Yeah. Like I tried for so long. and So that was hard. Um, it, it was good when I finally made the call because it let a lot of pressure off myself. But then the next transition, it was, well, what do I do now? And then I had a mate, yeah, put off for me a job in, in the industry I'm in now and pretty good coin and, and pretty solid work, like consistent work for a long period. And so I jumped in on that and it's probably not something I want to do for another 15 years, but yeah. um, a lot of money's good and, and the body's still holding up. Like it keeps me fit as well. Like it's a fairly physical hard job, but. To me, I don't. That doesn't bother me. Like hard work never bothered me. So yeah. they get paid well with bigger hours, but hopefully, I can keep enjoying coaching and stuff, and, and maybe get back into looking to working in a gym or something again, and, and a bit more flexible um, as you go on for the lifestyle. With things that I actually am passionate about, if I could do that and coach at the same time, that would be ideal. But that's probably not for another two or three years yet. Yeah. What happened to the boxing? So I was supposed to have my first pro fight in Feb this year until COVID wrecked that. Oh, right. And then, uh, and then I got offered the footy job. So this year, like I'm training Tuesday, Thursday, and now on the Saturday. I'm working till five thirty every other night. Like you throw boxing in there, and I just think it's like I just be wearing myself to a ground. Like so, I'll go back and train probably in the off season and and just do it more for fitness and stuff. And my main passion and love in life was footy, and always has been. So. Yeah, once I got back into that, that's that's where I put my time and effort. Let's talk about your debut games. Um, we'd start with you, Jack, against the Cats, I believe. Yeah, yeah, down in the pour and rain. Beautiful day. <laughs> so we hadn't gone well down there for the years prior to it, but um, I think we only lost by 10 points, but it was a tough, tough evening. It was a, definitely a rude awakening. Because, I mean, I'd, I'd probably started playing some really good footy in the VFL and found a bit of form and was starting to really enjoy my footy there. And then... I went up, yeah, it was a, just a whole it was a whole other level. It's one of them things that I probably don't look back on the debut as much. I more look back on to the years. Like, you know, for me, 15, 16, 17, they were just had the best years of my life. Yeah, but the, yeah, obviously it's nice to, to every now and then look back, but I think I only touched the bullock like five or six times. So yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a great day. Yeah. And your first goal was the next week uh, against the Gold Coast, against the Suns. It was, yeah. Actually, yeah, like Gold Coast was good. I loved playing up at the Gold Coast. I think I played up there maybe four times, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it up there. Nice and warm on the joint. Yeah, it's good. I don't know. It was, it was just a good it was a good vibe up there too. Remember, we used to stay out there for three nights. A couple of times, they let us out. If we won, we got let out, have a few beers at Gilligan's, which is always <laughs> nice. So, um, yeah, no, nah, I enjoyed it up there. Your, uh, your debut, Clay, was uh, round one of 2012 against the Eagles. Yes. And it was an auspicious debut, you'd have to say. Yeah, I had a, a good day out for half a game and then got subbed off with Chris. <laughs> um, no, that was, it was awesome. Like, obviously, I got drafted into 11 um, and got to an AFL club and I was always fit when I was playing and had a pretty good preseason. I wasn't sure where I sat early on and then, yeah, got the Guernsey round one and, yeah, it ended up getting lucky and get on the end of a few and then I was, I was cramping that day at half time, come out in the third. I come off, I literally was cramping in my hammies and then I tried to set those, my cars would go, then my cob went. And I still remember the crowd booing and it sounded like Granny was getting because Sarah Grant was the star, he come on. 
and it sounded like he was getting booed when he come on. And that was I found that funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like literally everyone was like, "Why'd you go off?" I was like, Cause "I couldn't even walk." <laughs> but yeah, that's probably just a young body getting used to the speed. Like you can do training and that all you want, but the games are just to the next level. And it took me a while. It took a lot of my first year, I, I got cramped pretty bad, and okay. and just like I'd always was always fit and that in pre-season but you get into a game and it's completely different so um, it took me a little while to probably get used to playing full full games and running them right out uh, You mentioned years Jack Let, let's talk both both talk to me about 2016 and uh, the way the year developed for you <laughs> first Jack because you, yours finished early and Clay yours started late and finished late so Jack take us through your 2016 yeah, I think it started. It started pretty good. Oh no, I started pretty slow. Fifteen, because I at the end of fifteen, I had a shoulder rico, and then, um, and then two weeks later, I had my hip, my bad hip. I had that scope, so I was pretty. I didn't think I trained till about January, and then I think I, I, I think I think I think I got a game early, and then come back in till till later, and I think I ended up playing maybe. 12 or 13 in a row that year and, and started to really find some form. It felt good. The team was good. Like, even 15, like, once once you, after that debut year in 14, I thought it was the hardest thing ever. But once that team sort of started doing what it was doing, some nights, not that they were easy, but you kind of just knew that, you know, if you sort of stuck at it, you'd end up having a good night just because of how good the team was. Yeah. I was going well, yeah. Like I said, I think I played 12 in a row, feeling really good, sort of, and then, yeah, like I ended up that night at St Kilda, it was the other knee that went. So I'd never had a problem with the other knee, never once had felt it. I'd, the other, the left one was pretty buggered even then, but just a small little incident got tackled and it just made a massive pop. And I knew straight away, I went back on and did it again. But yeah, I didn't, to be honest, like I didn't, I wasn't too, I wasn't too bothered. I don't know. I, I'd, I'd been through, so, I had so many surgeries and, and stuff like it was just like, oh, what do you do? Like, move on, sort of get through it, and I'll be back. At, at least at that stage, I still knew I had another contract. Yep. Yeah, it was a weird one that because I always found it strange. Like, it didn't didn't rattle me too much. Obviously, once once you get into the rehab, that's harder. Once you once you're close to running and you don't and you can't run, that's hard. But yeah, at the start, I was kind of just. I think I was still just on a high from you know, being involved in that team and how well they were going and then obviously winning the granny. I think it was hard to get dis- be disappointed about a knee when the team had just won a grand final. <laughs> now, what about your 2016, Clay? Yeah, well, I didn't start for a while. I, I um, obviously was coming off my last, my third knee and just after that, like I, I had some doubts if I ever wanted to play again after my third because every time I did one, I'd play three or four games, did my next played three different acts and so I always had in the back of my head I'd sort of come back and one or two or three games in it'd probably go again but I still have one year in my contract and so I just thought screw it like we'll just give it one last chance and mm-hmm. it, it was the hardest day to come back from I had a quad, quad graft for my last one I had two hammies for my first two I had my quad for my third so it probably took me a good, a good 11-12 months to get back after that one because my quad wasn't coming back so quick and I was getting some soreness and that. So it took me a little bit longer, which is probably a blessing anyway. So yeah, come back and I, I think I played a couple of games in the VFL and got through pretty well. And then I got back in the side and I, uh, I played the next, I think it was 13 games straight, right up 13 or 14, including the granny. And 
that was, that was a dream come true. Getting through that three or four game mark was a big barrier for me. And once it held up and I got to sort of that five, six, seven mark, probably started to get some real confidence in my body again and, and probably started playing some of my best footy. But it, it was it was a pretty big mental battle to get through that. Like, I just thought every game, I was like, fuck, is it going to go again? Is it going to go yeah. again? And, and it didn't. And um, I was actually lucky when we were playing, I think it was the um, second final against GWS. Uh, sorry, against Hawks. I had a clause in my contract that if I'd played 12 games for the year, I got a bonus 20 grand on him, <laughs> which I'd never hit a clause. I hadn't hit a clause since my first two years. So I played 30 games in my first year and a half, and then I played about four in the next three years. So I ended up buying a highlight star for that game. I said, actually, <laughs> the Hawks. <laughs> I told a bloke back in Van I said, I'll hold the car for a week. I said, if we win this week, I'll buy it. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was uh, that was one of the good things. But yeah, like I was just I was just grateful that my knee held up. Like you look at Murph, who played three hundred games and hadn't done a knee for ten years, and that's the year he does his. Like I believe most things happen for a reason. Like I. And like it's it is bad injuries are shit, but like I was so grateful that I even got to play again after a third, let alone put put together that many games and and playing a granny. So it, it was an amazing year for me. Yeah, the prelim final was. Uh, is that the best game you've ever played for the in the red, white, and blue? Do you reckon? Yeah, one hundred percent. And I was half fifth, probably two or three nights that week. Unbelievable. Um, that was so. That was the week my my best mate passed. Yeah. Um. So. I don't know whether if I had a drink a few more beers, a few a few more games, I might have played a bit better. But yeah, it was probably it was one of the hardest games I've ever had to play um, mentally, and I probably didn't celebrate it or or appreciate it um, after the game whatsoever. Like I was sort of still in a bit of a mess. Um, yeah, once we got through that, and I um, I flew back down to East Funeral, and I got back into the swing of Grand Final week, I probably started to realise the week for what it was. Yeah. Grand final week, what are, what are the memories of that for you, Jack, being on the kind of periphery of it? No, it was good, to be honest. That was probably the best part of the year, well, obviously, but what happened? We asked the game. Oh, you met, yeah, no, sorry, yeah, the week of, yeah, yeah, the yeah. week. Uh, I was going to go straight to the party. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, the week, no, nah, the week, I, I, I loved it. I loved the whole final series because, I mean, I was still, I was, I think at the grand, grand final day, I was about uh, 10 weeks post-surgery, so, I mean, I was like fully fit pretty much again. As in, you know, I wasn't running, but I mean, you're probably some of the fittest you've ever been is like, you know, just after surgeries when you're doing your rehab and you're looking after yourself. And um, I don't think I drank, I didn't drink for the 12 or whatever it was, 10 or 12 weeks or whatever, you know, leading up to that. So the week was, I, I was loving it. I was loving it. There was all the big, big crowds. Um, you know, even the day, I think us boys, we had a rehab session the day of the grand final, I think, or the day before. And, Obviously, I felt for guys like uh, Bob, definitely, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, you don't want to see. I, I felt sorry for Bob more than I felt sorry for myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was good. Like, I, I, I was loving it. It might have been different if, if I was, say, I was playing VFL and, you know, I hadn't been picked and I couldn't get into the team, you know, I might, I might have felt different. But the way I see it is I did my knee round 18. Bad luck. Like, you know what I mean? There's no possible way I could have played in that game. I, there's no, I, I don't even think you can think that. Oh, if I was fit, I should have played. I think when you play when you play football and you, uh, you know, your full time job, you're going to get injured. So yeah. um, it is what it is. But yeah, no, nah, mate, I loved it all. 
And uh, on the ground, what was the moment on the ground for you, Clay? Was there was there a moment on the ground during the game? The game was a bit of a blur, to be honest. That's that like from the moment you run out and you hear the crowd and the energy and like you just you're on a high pretty much the whole game. Like yeah, like there's the moment that that boy kicked that goal and. You probably knew we were nearly home, but I reckon it was right up to the last 30 seconds. Like, you still think you can lose sort of thing. But I I was on the bench for the last two minutes, and I remember Bevo coming down and hugging us. And, yeah, like, and then she was just, like, it's crazy to think we even won. Like, the year where we come from, who we had to beat, where we had to go, like, it's still surreal now. Like, it's crazy, and we probably won earlier than what we ever should have, but, we, we won a grand final and you can never take that away from it. Yeah. What about on the day, Jack? We, we, well, you mentioned that you did a rehab session, but were you sitting with the rest of the boys that weren't in the team? Yeah, I was. Yeah, so I took I took my mum with me. So me and mum went and watched. Yeah. I was pretty confident as well. I think I said to, I'd said to most people, like all my family, and I even said to Gia that day, I think Gia was a bit shocked. He's like, oh, I love the way you're confident. But I kind of knew they'd win it. I thought, you know, after beating, you know, West Coast, then Hawthorne, then GWS, I think, GWS was kind of the one that so I, I went. I, I really enjoyed the day. Like I thought they'd win it the whole time. Yeah, and it was good sitting out there on the second row, watching. You know, watching. You know, you probably have out of the the forty odd blokes, you might have you know six, seven really close friends, and to see guys like that, you know, playing a grand final, which has you know been their dream there the whole time, it was amazing. Good, good, good. It was obviously the uh, the high point of, of your time at the at the club. What, what do you look back on the high point of your time, Jack? High point of my time, I'd probably say, but more so just like patches. Like I'd say the patch because I think I played, I played essentially, I pretty much played sort of ten games in a row, sort of ten to twelve games in a row over 15, 16, 17. You know what I mean? So then patches, yeah. but probably my high point was so I did my knee round eighteen, two thousand sixteen. Body was pretty pretty rat shit by then, you know. Coming back from seventeen, you know, the boys voted me into the leadership group. I come back from from a knee, and I played. I think I played one game in the VFL, kick five, come straight back in, played West Coast, um, you know, kick three goals. So it was probably that that where I was like, you know, I've just done a knee, didn't bother me too much at all. I've come back, I'm fit. Obviously, the boys respect me, and you know, they've they've voted me into the leadership group, and I'm still able to play at this level. So, yeah. so that, that it was probably that more that, that, you know, I was able just to, you know, sort of shrug it off, is what it is, whatever, and, and go along. And I think that's helped me, you know, post-footy and, yeah. Clay, was I right saying the premiership is, is the ultimate for you or is there another moment that steals that? No, name? definitely. Like, those four weeks of final series, like, we, we went over to Perth in round 23 and we lost the 3-0 pretty convincingly. Yep. Had the week off, got some boys back, and those four weeks of final—it's not just a grand final. I, those four weeks leading up were the best four weeks of my life. Like the confidence and the way we gelled and played. Like we literally played for each other. Like I've never seen a team do before. Like everyone bought into everything, and everyone cared about each other. And like we didn't care who kicked goals, who had what. Like it was—it was, it was a, a team of, of a lot of young blokes and a few experienced boys. Just that meant so much to each other, and it was just—it was a privilege to play with. So like, it, yeah, those four weeks are the best. But I look back on like most of my career, like 
some of the relationships that I built, like with Nick Stone and, and players and stuff in rehab, I spent a lot of time with, with them boys and a lot of the physios and that. So even the relationships and stuff that you got, you have with people outside of footy. Well, thank you both for your time. How do you go watching the uh, the the boys running around these days? Do you still feel connected to it, Jack? Yeah, I do. I love it. Man. So I was always, I was kind of, I was always kind of never really had a team. I was always sort of Richmond-ish. But, um, yeah, no, nah, like, you know, since now I'm, I'm full, um, you know, on on the doggies train. Love watching. Uh, it's probably the only game I just enjoy watching. I struggle to sit there through a whole one. But, um, yeah, I love it, mate. It's great. Clay? Yeah, I'm a footy nut still, mate. I watch nearly every game every weekend. <laughs> but I do. I love watching the boys play, but... Like, I get so excited, like watching Liver, what he's doing this year, mm-hmm. phenomenal. Um, yeah, and that. What, yeah, oh mate, he's been unbelievable. But like, yeah, I love watching him, and I, I hope they go all the way again. And like, I'd love to sit on the the outside looking in this time. And I, I, I just want your mates and your teammates to do well. Like, I don't care. Like, that's probably how I am with coaching now. Like, I get a lot of enjoyment out of watching other people do well. And footy's a massive thing, family and friends, and. It's just a good place to be around. Good, well summed up. Hey, thank you both for your time. Really appreciate it. And, you know, good luck for the future with the Willie C. Wise and with, uh, with Deer Park, Jack. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Well, thanks to Clay and Jack for their time and for their contribution to our club. And it was terrific to sit down and have a chat to them about uh, the good times and the bad times and the tough times and those in that injury toll that they both had uh, as part of their journey at the uh, at the Bulldogs. Uh, but it'll be terrific to see them both at the past players uh, as we watch the doggies in action for the rest of this uh, 2021 season and beyond. Hope you've enjoyed this edition. Uh, jump on the uh, the Bulldogs uh, website uh, or on the uh, the Past Players and Officials Facebook page and have a listen to some uh, back episodes of this podcast. There's some great characters uh, like Stevie Power, Bernie Quinlan, Simon Beasley, Rick Kennedy, Stevie Wallace, uh, Lindsay Gilby. They're all there in past episodes of this Two Dogs podcast. Hope you've enjoyed this one. Till the next time, go the doggies.